wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning and happy Monday after Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a wonderful time with your friends and family. We are going to pick up right where we left off after prayer and you guys are going to get more of Evan's side of our story. Father God, we love you so much. We are so thankful for everything in our lives from our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health that you continue to transform and renew us and make us new and more like you. And as you continue to remind us that we are new creations in you. Thank you for the stories that you have given us. Thank you for the ability to share them. And we just ask that you would speak through us right now and set our brothers and sisters free from anything that might be holding them back, any confusion, any doubt, any fear that this would be encouraging to them and give you all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are, Lord, for being our good father, our good shepherd, and being all that we need. Thank you for saving us and being our Redeemer and our Lord and our rock. We lift up this time, Lord, and we turn away from any sin or any fear or worries, God, and we just lay all of it at your feet. And yeah, we thank you so much for our health and our breath and our life that we can share your testimony in our lives and share our stories. And yes, give us the words to say and allow your Holy Spirit to be present and alive and faithful and speak through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In my testimony, I talked about the confusion, the deep, thick confusion of those 48 hours when another man had approached me talking about himself having some feelings towards me and feeling the pull that we were meant to get married and me being so confused because of Evan's change in heart towards me as well as my confusion and my frustration in there. And as I process that with Evan a little bit more, I don't know if you guys have ever surrendered something or really just sat with the Lord in it and just accepted, okay, this is the way that it is. You know, I did my part. I said what I needed to say and I feel free. And like I had explained, that's what happened right before Christmas break. And then I really didn't have any type of reciprocity, which is a big word from Evan, 
about that. And so I felt so good. I had just let it go. And so when he started pursuing me and he started all of a sudden flipping the script of what I had felt led to majority of the semester and finally just let it go and put it into God's hands, there was a little bit of frustration there. And I think a lot of that comes again from my defiant and kind of leader spirit. I want things to be my idea and I want them to happen my way and in my timing. And the fact that he had just surprised me in this way when I felt like I was in such a good place, such a content place with the Lord again, really shook things up for me and I wasn't prepared for it. But instead of allowing this confusion to cause chaos or disunity or frustration. I keep using that word, but instead of allowing it to cause more frustration towards this man or towards Evan or towards God or even towards myself, I just knew I needed to speak to Evan. I needed to communicate, which is so beautiful now that I think about it, sweetheart, that our relationship really has been based on communication, which is funny because that's something we really struggled with in the beginning, but yeah. And still do. Right, right, definitely. But just that that's kind of our first instinct. We don't hide things from each other. I've never felt like I needed to hide something from you. Whenever something happens, my first instinct is I want to talk to Evan. I want to process this with Evan. I want to hear his thoughts on it, even though while we're talking about it, like you said, we still struggle with understanding each other. I'm always compelled to come to you. My point in saying all this is you guys have heard my side of the story, and I would love to hear what Evan's thoughts were after I called him that night and pretty much said, I know that God has been putting you on my heart. I know he's been putting you on my mind. I know that I prayed over what to say to you before Christmas break. I know that I shared it with you. And I know that there has been some type of a shift in our relationship in this past week or so. I need you to be honest with me because there's some things happening right now that I don't understand and I'm not going to be able to understand them or make the right choice unless you are completely honest with me right now. And you can even back up to talking about your spiritual father being there and how he became that role for you and everything like that. Okay, well, let's see where to start. Uh, first of all, I was just kind of thinking in my head that I, when Paige was saying I was pursuing her and doing all that kind of stuff, I. I wouldn't say I'm like the most romantic or like <laughs> like uh, try to woo woo or I any or I haven't in my life before. <laughs> so when I was pursuing her, I wasn't like I, I didn't give her any flowers or stuff like that. But just engaging in conversation, I was just kind of laughing like, oh, I'm not really that kind of guy. But yeah, I ended up still pursuing her in my own way, and I loved it. Yeah. God was good and kept softening our hearts. Um, yeah, so I guess I have a spiritual mentor. He, uh, through college, I had met him through a mutual friend or through a friend that was on the soccer team, on the women's soccer team. And her dad would, uh, yeah, he he just remembers when he met me just... He told me later that he just knew that God had some good plans for my life and he just saw that, yeah, he needed to encourage me and love me and I definitely needed it. I was going through, yeah, some really hard times, desperate times to seek the Lord 
in my first four years of college and yeah he was always there in either physical at our soccer games or he was texting me at the most opportune times just saying hey I love you I'm praying for you and this was all before I came back to the Lord so uh yeah fast forward to this night or even this the first part of the week he had contacted me saying that he needed a place to stay and since I was an intern at the BCM uh, housing was provided and I made sure with uh, my host home that they could stay or he could stay the night my spiritual mentor can stay the night and yeah I ended up having to leave that night of BCM worship night um, early to go pick him up from the airport and yeah so all that was happening with Paige. I remember seeing Paige and this other guy talking outside for a while. And I don't know, I think I remember not checking up on them, but just like noticing that they were talking. Because obviously I probably wanted to talk to Paige. And um, yeah, if I was pursuing her in that way, I wasn't going to bring her a flower or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just noticing that they were talking. So I remember not being able to speak to her, but I ended up going to yeah, pick up my spiritual father and uh, we just went over to my place and um, maybe talked for a little bit, but um, yeah, it was already late. I think it was past nine at that point and we just went to bed and the next morning we woke up and wanted to have some coffee. And I called you that night. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yes, so she called me that night and <laughs> um, my feelings behind all of that um, were talking about communication that's one of the big things as a man that I currently struggle with and obviously struggled with then as I try to express my feelings and express what God has on my heart so when she was talking to me and expressing her feelings and what God has been putting on her heart I definitely had a lot of like I don't know it was kind of like um a giddy like Aww. like I don't know it was like I remember in middle school when you're talking on AOL messenger and you're like <laughs> yes. you're talking to your crush and you're like oh I like you and you get this feeling <laughs> like oh what are they gonna say <laughs> like I had that kind of like feeling when uh, she was talking to me about her feelings and I was like oh man like I don't know how to talk about this but uh instead of talking about it I was like uh, I don't want to, I don't know if I'm going to talk about it. So I'm just going to, I don't remember actually saying I'm going to hang up on you. You but... told me you were going to hang up. Okay. He said, this is so awkward. I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's fine. I'll sit on here for as long as I need to. So we did sit in silence for quite a while. We did. I remember she had to call me at least past 10 o'clock. And I don't remember getting to bed until like, midnight or after midnight so mm -hmm. there was a lot of yeah silence and I went from laying on the bed to walking around in circles and I don't know if I put the pillow over my head or <laughs> probably did but um yeah just that that giddy feeling and like oh if I share this like what's gonna happen next like am I gonna I don't know like is something gonna happen are we gonna be together or, but I don't know time went on and I think I was just sharing like you know what like from the very beginning like God had definitely put you on my heart I remember telling you like we're supposed to just be we're supposed to be best friends I think but 
at this point in my life, I just want to be surface level friends and we can see each other. I don't want to talk to you like that. And, <laughs> and yeah, time went on and, you know, I just, yeah, my heart was softened towards her and my love kept growing for her as a sister in Christ and as a, a friend and person. And yeah, so I just remember sharing that I think I do have these feelings. God had definitely been putting you on my heart and I just want to say that. Like, I don't really know what it all means, but um, God has definitely been speaking to me about you and I've just been kind of either shoving it aside or just not really paying attention to what God was saying about it because obviously I could have my own wants or desires, but yeah, God just kept coming back to me and reaffirming that like, hey, this woman is here in your life. And I wasn't necessarily yeah, seeking any relationships at that time anymore. And it's like, all right, well, this is how I feel and this is what God has been doing. So I don't remember how he ended the conversation either, but yeah. I think I was just satisfied with the fact that I had confirmation from you because I had been so confused from the beginning coming out of the relationship that I was coming out of from my hometown and being so sure that this was going to be a season of singleness for the Lord and I to grow in our relationship together. And then having feelings immediately when I get to the island and praying against them and having them dissipate immediately. And then having this dull growing feeling for you and thinking to myself, no worries, I'll just pray it away again and it not going away and just continuing to build, like I talked about, almost to the point of anxiety when I was refusing to share them with you, and then finally sharing them with you and letting it go, and having it come full circle to this moment. I wasn't even wanting anything out of the conversation, kind of like you were on that same page as well. I believe neither one of us were thinking, okay, so this means we're going to start dating now, or this means we're going to get married. We joke about it, that we didn't even go on a date until after we got married, but I don't think there was a definite ending point to the conversation. I think that we both just let Holy Spirit speak through us and shared what we felt like needed to be shared. And when we got to the point where we felt like all of it was out, we just knew it was past our bedtime and decided to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And woke up that next morning and my spiritual mentor and I sat down upstairs and we're just talking and um, I think he just started sharing how he and his wife had met and yeah I didn't even mention anything about like I didn't even ask like how did you meet your wife or like I think we were reading in Romans 7 and 8 and talking about yeah sin controlling our life and or yeah spirit controlling our life and at some point he was kind of making a um, connection with him meeting his wife and what that first initial like knowing was and he yeah I just remember him sharing that they met and knew at some point and I was just like oh wow like that's pretty awesome that you're just talking about how you met your wife when I haven't even mentioned anything and I just remember telling him, like, yeah, we, well, we went downstairs and started making some more coffee, and I was like, 
I think I know who my future wife is. And I just talked to him the other day, actually, and I was asking, like, do you remember the exact words I said? And he's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm too old. I don't remember <laughs> any of that. But I was like, yeah, I, I just remember coming out and saying that. And um, I can't, yeah, I definitely don't remember exactly how we kind of, like, defined that we were dating or and or I want to say courting because we did start a series together called Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler and if you guys have the time or I would say take the time to yeah find that series and listen to it whether you're married unmarried um yeah it's goes through the Songs of Solomon and relationship which a lot of people think it's relationship between Jesus and the church which yeah there's definitely um lots of comparisons there and speaking through that but also definitely about a man and a woman and their relationship and moving into marriage and so that was pretty awesome that we found that but I think I'm just trying to remember what that defining moment was that week following because um I think it was just our leadership meeting which we had one, two, three, four, five, six of us, seven of us on the leadership group. And I think we met that following Tuesday. And I think I remember just maybe Paige and I were praying about it and how we could tell them because, yeah, they were our most trusted group at that time that we were meeting weekly and sharing life together. And, um, yeah, I think I just, we, we shared it there and we all prayed about it and prayed together and nobody had, like, crazy against feelings or anything I think it was all like oh wow like I don't know I was I don't know if they were surprised or anything but yeah we told them and then I think Paige shared it in her in her little women's group too and I think I might have shared it yeah with my men's group and slowly we just kind of just told our closest friends at BCM and and I think it wasn't like hey we're we're dating now but it was just like slowly sharing like what God is doing in our lives and how he's brought us together. And um, yeah, so. It was after one of those sessions, I think, when we were in the parking lot and we had just looked at each other and said, I think we're supposed to get married. Well, I think, yeah, you said you had moved into your little studio, Ohana. And I think we had, yeah, we had talked in the parking lot and we're about to go our separate ways and just remember yeah I don't think we're supposed to do this dating thing I know that God has put you on my heart and I think we are just supposed to get married and we're both just like hmm, kind of maybe laughed and just kind of like, all right <laughs> we'll tug it out I guess <laughs> and I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> per <remember>. usual <laughs> I think that's probably how it went okay so that was awesome hearing it from your side. Now, will you go into a little bit about UW, Uncharted Waters, mm -hmm. it was called, and just share your heart on that and the wisdom that we saw from the different leaders and then kind of that time. Yeah, so we had been asked to be a part of UW Sports Ministry, and we had both committed at separate times. I think Paige committed to being the four- and five-year-old motor skills coach and then later I had committed to being the soccer coach and yeah being together and 
deciding that we were going to get married didn't stop us from yeah, doing what God had already led us to do and he had already put in our path. So from there, we just needed to ask for wisdom, which we called the UW sports director and told him, hey, we're going to be together. Like, how do you feel about us being on the same team? And I think I remember him telling us like, oh, I might actually have you be on one team. And I might, since you're from California, I might have you be on the California team. And I remember him telling us that. And I can't remember if we yeah, got off the phone and everybody was praying about it again. And, and if he got back to us, I think, and told us like, all right, well, we're just going to have you guys on the same team and we're going to fly you guys to South Carolina for the, for the training. And initially Paige was going to be the only one going to that training, but and they were going to come out to Hawaii and train the rest of our team. But that happened, and they're like, all right, well, we're going to fly you guys all to, all to South Carolina. And from there, we were like, okay, well, if we're going to South Carolina, let's meet each other's families. <laughs> so Paige was already in Nebraska. She was graduating from college and was celebrating with her family and... Um, I had decided, hey, I'll fly there first, and we'll fly to California, and then we'll get our tickets to South Carolina. So I had flown to Nebraska, and Paige was in Lincoln at the time, and she drove up to Omaha, where I flew in, and how sweet of her to get me a Runza. <laughs> if any of you know anything about Runza, that's like only in the Midwest, maybe in a couple states out here, and got me a cheeseburger Runza, and it was pretty good. I <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, but yeah, then we went back to spend time with her mom and stepdad in Sterling, Nebraska. I had already met her mom when they had visited in uh, Paige's first semester there. So I kind of knew her a little bit, but yeah, first time meeting stepdad and uh, her step siblings. And from there, we went over across Nebraska to uh, Sydney, Sonol, Nebraska, and I met her dad's side of the family, and I met her dad for the first time. We had FaceTimed before, and I talked to him a little bit, but it's the first time in person, and I had that, yeah father son-in-law conversation for the first time and I I remember like not even being able to ask the question right off the bat I think he was already sharing how much he knew God was moving in our lives and like he had already he had already done like the dirty work I guess so to say he's like yeah I, I trust that God is working in your lives and everything and I was like and I did share my heart I did share like yeah God is leading us to each other and um, yeah, I know that God will, yeah, just sustain us because he's our foundation. And I had asked him like, Hey, like, is it all right if I, I don't know what my exact <laughs> words were, but I had gotten his blessing and he, uh, yeah, he gave me his blessing and wow, that, uh, that trip actually, we had a little bit of confusion there and we thought we were supposed to, yeah, get married and, become one but there was a lot of yeah spiritual warfare for sure and we had kept praying about it and decided not to 
give ourselves over to each other because yeah there's a lot of confusion a lot of like rushing and at that point we had already committed to UW and we had already asked for wisdom and told the director that yeah we will wait until after because uh, we're honoring what you think the Lord is telling you and we're honoring all right I believe yeah we are supposed to wait until after sports ministry so yeah we went from Sydney and we flew to Southern California well you got to experience branding for the first time in your life (laughs) yes branding just Nebraska in general like I had grew up in suburbs of Southern California, just south of Los Angeles and biggest population in the United States and got a little bit of the rural country life in Hilo because it's a big island and there are cows out there, but I didn't really notice them. And it wasn't until, yeah, moving to Nebraska, like, oh, wow, she's got corn farmers and cattle farmers and soybean farmers in the family. And yeah, they're branding... It was the branding weekend. They threw a little branding party, and I was helping out, and we moved cattle in the morning, and uh, I wanted to get my hands dirty and help out. I didn't want to just stand around. That's I think that's just who I am as a person. I want to serve and experience new things, and <laughs> one of the calves had scours, which is pretty much just diarrhea as <laughs> uh, in calf terms, and... I was in charge of holding their back legs while um, (laughs) the calf gets castrated. And one of the guys told me after, he was like, yeah, I saw you standing in in the line of of fire, but I didn't tell you because it's kind of initiation at this point. (laughs) So he knew I I was in trouble because I was standing right behind the calf's butthole. And I don't know if I should be saying that kind of stuff, but... Um, yeah, so I literally got scoured on diarrhea that sprayed all over my jacket. I was wearing like a nice O'Neill jacket and pants and it went all up and down my body and and my shoes, everything. And I don't remember what I did. I think I was just laughing and everyone was laughing at me. I think they like waited to see how I reacted. And I was like, well, I just got scoured on and I ended up just going into change and they had told me like, yeah. We saw it coming. <laughs> we all just laughed about it. and You were such a good sport. You didn't even go right in to change. I remember I brought you something out to eat because I have a picture of you just eating with scours all over <laughs> you. Yeah. Truly, I could not have brought a better man home. He, like he said, he wanted to get right in and get his hands dirty. And it was so amazing to watch my family completely embrace him and allow him to partake in the branding and just asking him questions and making him feel so comfortable like he had been a part of the family for so long. And it was so refreshing for me because as I kind of talk about my past relationships weren't as healthy, I didn't feel like I had to bridge the conversation or I had to continue welcoming him into the room or welcoming him into the conversation or making sure he was okay or making sure he wasn't frustrated. It was just so easy. I knew that I could leave him in one room and go to the next and he was totally fine. I'd come back and he's laughing and having the best time with my family. And I'm like, oh, okay, you met uncle so-and-so. Like it was no big deal at all. And that was when God had really opened my eyes and softened my heart to know, yes, this is the man that you have led me to. Would I have picked him on my own? No, because I wouldn't even have known. But this is the man that you have created for me. This is the man that you have been 
leading my heart towards this whole entire time. This is the man that I've been praying for before I even knew what I was praying for. And it was such a full circle moment for me. And I just couldn't be more grateful for how you handled yourself immediately with my family. So I just wanted to put that in there because I appreciate my husband so much. Thank you. I appreciate you too, Penny. <laughs> um, yeah, so from Sydney, we... Oh, one more thing that I wanted to say is the reason why it was such a big deal for my family to accept him that way too is because they had seen the heartbreak that I had been through and they had watched me harden my heart and specifically say, I am never getting married and I'm never having children. And I meant that with every fiber of my being. And then coming back home and we had a huge family gathering for my graduation, that's why. And I remember walking in the door and that was the first time everyone had seen me for over a year. So everyone was looking at me, everyone was coming to give me a hug and I just stopped everybody. I said, okay, while I have everyone's attention, I wanna tell you guys something. And everyone just looked at me and I said, I'm getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just started flipping out and moved me. I don't even know, it was like crowd surfing. Everyone just moved me into the living room and within seconds, everyone was sitting in a circle and somehow I was in the middle of them explaining the story of how God had moved and brought this incredible, amazing, man of God into my life and how they were about to meet him for the first time. Yes. So that was all awesome. (laughs) They welcomed me in and loved on me and I, yeah, just guess, guess fit right in and, um, allowed God to work and work in and through us. So yeah, it was amazing. I definitely love it. That in itself was confirmation. There was no hesitancy towards anyone in my family Coming back and saying that, I figured at least my grandpa or somebody would be questioning, are you sure you're making the right choice? And everybody was so stoked for us. Just like, I know God is moving in your lives. Like, I can see his hand. I'm so excited for you guys. I know he has good things planned. And I'm taken back, like almost feeling like my family is just pushing me into this marriage that they didn't even know about a couple hours ago. And just the confirmation over and over and over that God's hand really was in and through all of it. Yeah. There was no pushback. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. And, okay, now to California. (laughs) Um, The way that we told my family, we had just scheduled a lunch with um, my mom's side of the family, and then we had scheduled to get together with my dad's side of the family. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I had told my parents and my immediate family, like my brothers and sisters and everything, but I hadn't told everyone else. So I just remember praying and praying to God and just being like, all right, well, and Paige and I will be getting married in this amount of time. So that's kind of how I, that's is how I told my family, both sides of the family. I just prayed to God and over the meal. Yes. Over the meal blessing the meal but also sharing this news (laughs) and I thought that was the easiest way to do it (laughs) and again like one person would catch it and then two and then three and then pretty soon the whole table was just excited for us yeah um so yeah we were in California and yeah I remember everyone loving Paige I think the main thing that I remember is my sister and (laughs) brother-in-law did sit us down and they were sharing their concerns I think he shared the statistic of, you know, 
Christians getting married, even Christians getting married, the divorce rate and not necessarily trying to scare us, but yeah, they're looking out for me. I think, and I remember my sister-in-law and brother talked to us too. They had known me. I mean, both of them had known me when I was middle school, elementary school. My sister-in-law knew me elementary school, middle school, growing up all through high school. And my brother-in-law had known me, yeah, almost the same amount of time, maybe high school. And they've seen me grow up. So they like knew me as a little brother and they were just sitting me down and making sure, yeah, we were making the right decision. And just remember standing firm and yeah, God is leading our lives and we've been seeking the Lord and his wisdom. And yeah, this is what we're doing because we're following the Lord. And yeah, from there, we went over to South Carolina to UW Sports Ministry. And even that, just being gracious and thankful for them caring about you so much to sit you down because whereas my family was in shock because I defiantly said I'm never getting married, I'm never having kids, they were probably in shock too because you had never been in a relationship. You'd never had a girlfriend. You'd mm-hmm. never brought anybody home or introduced anyone and you go <laughs> yeah. from nothing to I'm getting married. Yeah. So we had a lot of grace. We understood where everybody was coming from. And I think that almost put them on high alert a little bit more because we would almost laugh when they sat us down. <laughs> like, we totally understand where you guys are coming from, but this is what God's doing in our life. Mm-hmm. So we knew that it was going to be something that was just going to take time because we knew what we had just experienced for almost an entire year, but they were just hearing about all of this within weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot for them to process. And we are three years in, mm-hmm. and we've got lots more to come. Yes. So, yeah, definitely trust in the Lord and seeking wisdom and loving him through it all. And, yeah, we got some good stories to tell, I guess, <laughs> coming oh, up. We will end here. I thought we were going to be able to talk a little bit about UW and how the Lord grew our heart even more for fostering and adoption, especially during that time. But that's where we will pick up next week. Mm-hmm. We love you guys so much. We hope that you have an incredible week and that Holy Spirit spoke to you through our testimony today. Aloha, sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcast. This helps other women like us find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch and come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us nearer to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.